It's time to take cover, people, and save yourselves with Great Value Home Cover from Super Value Insurance. You'll get a 15% online discount and shopping vouchers with every policy. That's a great deal for the cover you need anyway. All it takes is one big click or call. Just visit supervalue.ie slash insurance or call 0818 and our team will save the day without the drama. Terms and conditions apply. Vouchers include two 10 euro or 40 euro spend. Home contents only policies excluded. This home insurance is underwritten by AXA Insurance DAC. Supervalue Financial Services DAC trading in Supervalue Insurance is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Future Proof Extra from News Talk. Now, gravity is everywhere. We and every other thing in the cosmos experience its force at all times, no matter how small, no matter how oblivious you might be to its presence, it is there. But for something that causes the falling of a leaf in autumn as well as the collision of supermassive black holes in interstellar space, there's a whole lot we don't know about it. Claudia Duram, Professor in Theoretical Physics at Imperial College London, joins me now to run through everything we don't know about gravity. Claudia, you're welcome to the programme. I suppose if this was a a piece on what we do know about gravity, it would be quite short. So it's, it's probably best to frame it like what we don't know about gravity. It's a very unusual force, isn't it? It's very unusual, but maybe before we go into what we don't know about gravity, I should say gravity is a phenomenon in nature that we probably know the most about. It's incredible. Uh, We may think we're experiencing other phenomenon like light, like electromagnetism, or the the forces that keep uh, the structure of atoms together. But but we actually understand gravity in some respect even better than that. Right. It's just because it, it's, it's really spread. It's really important over such a variety of scales. Now, while we understand it extremely well on natural scales, like in, on Earth, like in the solar system, like on scales of galaxies, um, there are some extreme phenomenon in the universe where we may not understand it as well, just because it's so dramatic what may happen in some places in the universe. Why are you so fascinated by gravity? I mean, gravity, as you said, it's everything. Um, and there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things I'm fascinated uh, or really amazed with, uh, with gravity. And one of the things which is incredible is that it's uh, completely universal, it's the only phenomenon that is so universal. So it really doesn't care about any of your characteristics. It doesn't care about which color you are, which charge you are. It will affect you. Uh, the, the notion of gravity is intrinsic in the way we feel and experience the very notion of space and time. So it's so universal. There's no escaping it. There's no sh- shielding ourselves from it. Um, so, so it's it's so much part of not only who we are, but what the universe is as a whole, from the smallest possible scales to the largest possible scales. That to me, it's it's almost impossible not to be fascinated by gravity. <laughs> Tell me, how is it different from the other forces that you mentioned? So, one thing which I, I'm also fascinated about um, with gravity is that unlike the other forces, for instance, electromagnetism, we, we understand electromagnetism so well. And if, they were, if this was the only phenomenon in nature, we could think um, we understand how to describe electromagnetism, the electric force, the magnetic force, we understand how to describe them. And it could be that there's never need to any better explanation for what they are. They, the way we describe them at the current time, they, they may be just the ultimate way they, they want to be described. 
We've solved them. Yeah, you solve them at a fundamental level. You may be inclined to believe that. Um, or there's no indications that you haven't solved them, neither, mm. neither through observations, neither through the description itself. It seems to make sense, um, ultimately, at any scales, in any way. And for gravity, we know that's not the case. Actually, what, what's really amazing with um, Einstein's theory of general relativity, which describes how gravity behaves, is that without even needing to observe anything, in its very formulation, we know that it will break down. And that's amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing to, to have a model for nature, which is so complete, it will even tell you when it doesn't work. <laughs> and that's really something we're not so used to in science, because we, we typically have to push observations to understand when our model breaks down. And in the case of gravity, we know exactly when it will break down. We'll know that will happen. And You're so talking we, about singularities like that's right, the exactly. black hole or that's quantum, right, quantum right. mechanics? Yes, I'm, I'm talking. So you don't even need to postulate quantum mechanics. You don't even need to unify gravity with quantum mechanics to know that there will be more to gravity than meets the eye. I mean, it, when you put them both together, the, the problem is more fundamental. But already at the classical level, we we know black holes exist and, and they've been postulated for, for more than 100 years now. And we know that at the center of black hole, there seems to be a singularity. Things seem to be infinite. And that in nature simply doesn't make sense. So this infinity doesn't tell us that it's really infinite. It's really GR, general relativity's way of telling us that it stopped making sense and something else has to take over before we reach this infinity. Hmm. And that, that's already that, that, at a classical level. We know that has to happen. That, that, that use of infinity sort of means, mm, I don't know, let's get back to that sometimes <laughs> in, in physics, right? That's right, exactly, exactly. It's telling you, okay, don't, don't trust me anymore. The, I'm, I'm just talking rubbish now, so <laughs> let's go back and, and try to describing what's going on in another way. So we know we're going to need to come up with new tools to understanding what's going on. And how are we doing with that, Claudia? Like, Einstein is is long dead, but this general re relativity theory was so near perfect. It, it um, is. That, that so it ha has, ha have we improved on it at all? So we're certainly not uh, lacking any creativity. There's many hmm. different directions. People in the community over the past centuries have been trying to explore what could come next at every level. Um, but the reality is that we certainly don't have any consensus. And, and it's not even that there's a consensus within the community. It's even to compare with observations. We would need to push our understanding much further to being at a stage where we can converge towards um, something that goes beyond general relativity. So we're still a long way to uncovering what could go beyond it. But, but people are exploring, and then there's a lot of different models that people are coming up with. So the, the, the idea is that the gravity is a curve in, in space and time. Is that right? The phenomenon of gravity manifests itself through the curvature of space-time. That's right. Right. And so if you remember, not so long ago, the, the Higgs boson was discovered at CERN, and this was the hypothesized field that gave objects mass. I'm wondering, how would we describe gravitons? And is there a hypothetical world in which we could measure them in the same way we've measured the Higgs boson? That, that's an amazing question. That would be 
that would be fundamental. So we do think there is such a thing as gravity at the particle level. There's actually no reason to believe there isn't. We do all believe there's such a thing as a graviton. So wow. a fundamental particle for, for gravity. But we also know that it will be fundamentally extremely challenging to ever prove its existence. Why, why is that? Because it, it must be necessarily so small and to measure it, you would affect the measurement? That's right. I mean, that, that's it. In a nutshell, that's what it is. It, because the force of gravity is so weak, um, the scale involved to, to measure it have to be extremely large. So right now we, we discovered, we detected gravitational waves. It's, that's Imagine gravitational waves. It's like the detection of a lot of gravitons together. Um, but in order to be able to perceive that, we need to go to phenomenal scales where you have to merge black holes together. So it's not like detecting a photon in a lab. If your lab itself has to be the scale, astronomical scale, and then you need to shield yourself from any other things around around it, you need to have <laughs> huge walls around this astronomically large lab. Ultimately, what happens is in order to shield yourself from all the reality of what's going on in the universe and being able to identify the presence of, of a graviton, a fundamental particle for gravity, the, the experiment itself will have to be so massive that it would itself collide into a black hole. <laughs> so, so, so you're saying to be able to measure it in a way, you'd have to be able to create um, a scenario where you can bring black holes together and then not let them dissolve into a black hole, which they almost certainly would do, and find a way of shielding yourself from that so that you don't interfere with that experiment. Is That's that what, what you're saying? The, the, <laughs> black, the black holes can collapse, can merge towards in, each other. That's okay. But your whole, you don't want your whole experiment to, to go crazy along the way. So you well, want to keep hard control. To, <laughs> hard to explain <laughs> to your funders, isn't it? Really, <laughs> exactly. So how far off are we? What do we need to fill in then uh, with Einstein's idea of uh, general relativity? Uh, we, we talked about this curvature of space and time. What do we need to fill in from Einstein and what are people trying to propose to fill that gap? So one thing we do know we, we don't understand about gravity is how it behaves exactly when we go to curvature scales, when the curvature becomes so dense that it's close to uh, what we call the Planck scale. So that's extremely high energy scale. It's of the order of 10 to the 11 um, joules. So it's it's a huge energy scale. And we know we need to have a better understanding of phenomenon at, at those scales. Maybe we'll have an ultimate theory of what's going on at those scales. For instance, string theory is probably the prime uh, candidate for what may happen there. But the issue is that there's not a single string theory, and it's even hard from string theory to understand how our universe, how, how the realization of nature that we live in emerges from. So in string theory, it's, it's an understanding where particles are strings instead. But going from there it, to understanding how gravity behaves at low energy and how all the other forces of nature behaves is very hard. And so this it's hard to make the link between the two. You're saying that, 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 that this string theory, the idea of adding an extra dimension to reality to sort of explain this, that, that, that is 
it's problematic because this multidimensional theory of reality has many dimensions. Is that right? It, 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 has, it can have many realizations, a lot of different realizations and understanding precisely how we would fit into this picture is right. challenging. When you say how reality would come about in this theory, what, what do you mean by that? I mean, the precise way nature we're experiencing right now, what we see, the, just the fact that we, we are living in a universe, in, in, a rea- in a representation of nature that has an electromagnetic force, right. that has a Higgs boson, as you mentioned, that has electrons and, and makes it possible for nuclei to form and for atoms to form. Uh, and therefore, for all of structure, what is present in the universe, all of that to happen is hard to make the link between everything we know has to happen and this beautiful, very elegant, but a little bit more abstract um, realization in string theory. Right. There's a lot yeah. of other candidates uh, other than string theories and lots of very good ideas out there. Maybe loop quantum gravity is one of them. Maybe causal sets um, is another one of them. And it's good to, to keep track lots of different possibilities of what, what could happen. But at the moment, we, we're still a long way to being able to establish what is the unique realization of what's happening uh, beyond GR. And we don't even know that there's just going to be one ultimate model and then that's it. it. The way science has worked throughout the past centuries is the more we understand and the more we realize how little we understand and how much deeper we need to, to dig. You haven't mentioned dark anything, which, <laughs> is, quite, <laughs> yeah, so which the... is quite perplexing for, for me <laughs> talking about. I thought you'd be talking about dark energy and dark yeah, matter I'm, I'm... and dark gravity. We, we, <laughs> that... haven't, we haven't heard of any of those things yet. So where, okay. do, they, where do they fit in? Yeah, so that, that's a great question. I'm glad you're asking. This is where I live, <laughs> really. So we, we know there needs to be more to gravity than just relativity at very high curvature scales. But we, all, we also know that at very low curvature scales, things seem to be quite perplexing. So by very low curvature scales, I mean, I mean how the universe behaves in its largest possible distances. And there we know, for instance, that in order to explain what we observe, there needs to be close to 95% of the energy budget in the universe needs to be dark completely invisible to us. And not only that, but close to 70% of the energy budget of the universe has to be in some sort of dark energy. And what dark energy is, I don't know. It's just a, a name. It's just a placeholder for, for a lack of knowledge. It it's like the infinity be... symbol we talked about. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a substance unlike, that has properties unlike anything else that we have ever experienced. And yet, we need to postulate that the universe is filled with that to being able to making sense of, of what we observe. And we're very certain of what we observe, uh, and yet the conclusion seems to be very um, dissatisfying. I was so, going to ask you, that, that word is perfect, dissatisfying. How can you work in a field where you do all your calculations and when you add everything up, you have to say at some point, yeah, and then, and then there's like 95% of of the rest is just something. Right, right. It's just something. <laughs> I don't that's know right, how, right, how right, you can live with that right. level of uncertainty. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's exciting because it really tells us there's something to be discovered. If we knew everything 
to an impeccable level, then it would be rather boring and then I would be out of job. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it also, I, I feel it's, it's nature, it's the universe way telling us that there's something to be discovered, something we're not quite on the right track. Um, but just the fact that we are reali realizing that now tells us that there's something fundamental. I asked this question in a previous interview and I'd love to get your take on it. Um, when we talk about dark matter and dark energy, we assume that it's one sort of similar homogenous sort of type of matter or energy. And I'm wondering, do you believe that or do you believe that it is theoretically possible that that dark matter question that we have actually breaks down into different types of matter or different types of energy? Or do you think it's all the same unknowable thing? Oh, it's it's very possible that particularly dark matter, is, is a multitude of things. It can be as rich as the whole uh, matter that we are made of. It, it can have some, some substances of its own. It can have different particles involved. Oh, All we know is that it's invisible. That is but so it, cool, though, isn't it? I mean, it's so oh, cool yes. to think about that. You can imagine there's a whole civilization of dark matter. Um, I mean, there can be dark photons. Um, they can have their own way of light, which is completely invisible to us. Uh, but not in the way that um, invisible light is to us, just uh, to clarify. Um, I can see why you get so excited about it. Um, there is so much to know about it, and yet it is, it, 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 it's weighing us all down as we speak. Uh, brilliant to chat with you. Claudia Duran, Professor of Theoretical Physics at Imperial College London. Thanks for your time. Thank you.